Hello, ladies and welcome to episode 2... 3. 328. It's like, wait, that's not right. I'm going to try that again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 328 of the Drunk Dash Podcast. I'm your host, always, as me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 328 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler. Man, I'll tell you what, after this hectic work week, I am just so glad that I just have a couple days off in order to enjoy some bit more games on my Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I've been doing alright, I just feel kind of remotely like tired because... A lot of the strain, a lot of stuff, and it just kind of feels weird having like kind of a moment of bliss where it's like I don't have anybody asking for anything or coming to me because something is on fire or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't I hate doing that shit. Oh man, but uh, uh, I'm just gonna be happy come the next couple weeks because Mario Maker Two releases, and I am waiting for. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night in the mail because I bought it yesterday evening and it's going to be coming around that 4th of July week and so that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, 4th of July is a couple weeks away. Sweet. Four day weekend. All right. Yeah. Well, four day weekend for you, three day weekend for me so it's like, eh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Hopefully. <clears throat> well, it kind of sucks because we have to like, 4th of July is on a Thursday. They're closing the plant down. We have to use vacation for it. So it's not really like a Aww. paid holiday. So, oh, man. But having to use vacation on that. Oh. Yeah. We have, we have a few days like that a year. Um, oh, I see. Yeah. But. Um, How have uh, you been doing? Oh, man. <laughs> tired. Very tired. Not a lot of sleep the last week. Um, you know, it's my, you know, since Courtney started working second shift, just been trying to like balance, you know, work life with personal life and then Courtney life, everything like that. So it's just been a lot, um, but I'm doing okay. Um, otherwise just, you know, tired. Um, I'm with you. Uh, we have a couple of days off. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, with, uh, I, I picked up, uh, I talked about, I got, I got, um, cadence of I rule and my best friend, Pedro or best friend. No, what the fuck's that guy? I wish with the damn name of that game. The one with the banana and, and the <laughs> slow motion shooter game on the Switch. Oh my god! Best gosh. friend Pedro. Best, yeah, I think I think that's what I think it that's is. what it's called. I always forget what it's called, but that came out Thursday. I've yet to play it, um, but I've been hearing a lot of buzz lately about this game called uh, Outer Wilds. I believe is what it is. Um, yeah, it's what I've been hearing about for a while now, and I've just been like, and I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, I'll check that out eventually. It's because it sounds like it's kind of my game. Um, kind of find out it's on, it's on Game Pass this whole time. So. Oh. I downloaded that today, so now I have, like, fucking even more games to play than I already did before. Um, but I did knock one game off my list um, that uh, that I was gonna, that I have my backlog of games I want to play, but not in a good way. I knocked off my list. Um, and I guess we'll just use that to segue into uh, what we've been playing. Um, Rage 2, Gables. Uh, I don't okay. remember. It's been a couple weeks since we did, like, a normal show with all the E3 stuff last week. By the way, thank you guys for downloading all those shows we are quickly um, going to be. This probably will be our best month ever at the rate we're going as oh, far that's as downloads. Awesome. Go. Yeah, um, so really appreciate it. Um, keep them coming, please. Keep telling friends. Um, so yeah, that's that's great. And we, we it's funny because we even did less of E three podcasts than we normally do. I usually do like seven or eight. And I think we did four. So. Um, yeah, I think it was a little bit more digestible for people, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that way, like, a lot of them weren't exactly, like, long, long. I mean, some were just kind of the span of, like, say, like a video you would watch on YouTube, you know, 15 to about 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's perfect, especially for when you're doing E3. There's so much stuff to cover. Um, makes it easier to break it down. Um, <clears throat> if you find the things you want you want to listen to. So, um, yeah, really appreciate all those. Um, that's great. That's great to see. Um but yeah, so anyways, uh, Rage Two. But I played that a little bit more over the, over my. Uh, I had the, like that four day weekend or six day weekend last week, and um, played Dabble a little bit more. I, and I was talking to Justin about it, and I, I so I'm having. I talk to people at work about it too, and I so I'm having. 
trouble remembering what I talked about on the show and what I talked about like with people. Uh, so I'm just gonna quickly like, cover over everything real fast. Um, but I, I mentioned like the uh, first one I talked about. It, I only played a couple hours, but I liked what I played. Um, but in case this part I didn't talk about, I'm just gonna cover it real fast. But uh, the the world is very boring. Uh, it's, okay. it's it's called a wasteland, and it, it feels like a wasteland, which is it makes sense for the for the game, but it's not <laughs> fun to do. There's um, everything you do in the wasteland just feels pointless. There's no leveling mechanics, so it's it's not like an, you have skill tree, but there's no leveling, so you don't get experience points. So doing anything outside of mission, outside of missions and uh, taking over like uh, uh, points is just there's no point to it. There there isn't like do you see like people fighting out on the side of the road? There's no point in fighting them unless you can pick. Uh, you can take some. They, they drop some stuff and you can use it to like level up in your gear, but it's very small amounts, and you have to get out of the vehicle to actually pick the stuff up, which is just it's it's a it's a minor inconvenience. But it, when you if you want to keep doing it as much as you see it, it's it's just kind of it becomes an annoying hassle. And getting to, like everywhere is just it's not fun. Um, so, and that turned into like the, the actual gameplay combat, like shooting combat is fantastic i love it it's just doom and wolfenstein uh but in, in more open corridors where you know doom and wolfenstein are like you're in small like hallways for the most part very little are you like in big massive areas um and that part's great but it's just so few and far between like i would say i played about six seven hours i want to say and a few of those hours was was that and the rest was driving around um dealing with you know just I would say about three of those hours of driving around, then another hour of just talking to people, stuff like that. Which the characters are interesting. Um, I, I like the, the the characters. The story is interesting. Uh, I just getting places is completely ruined that game for me, um, and it sucks because I love playing that game. Like this, this is a great game that was turned into. It, we've seen this happen. Like um, in, I know Rage One was an, was an open world game as well, but you, you see this in games where like this should not be an open world game, and we've seen that a lot last generation. Like this is a really good fifteen hour or this is a really good five ten hour game there, but they tried stretching it to a fifteen twenty thirty hour game by making oh, it open no. world and adding all this extra content. And that's what this game feels like to me. It just feels like, and that was I heard a complaint a little bit in the, in the last game. Like I did some of the driving, like there's racing and stuff like that you can do. It's not that fun. It's just it's a generic racer. It's it's not it's not Mario Kart. It's not Forza. It's not anything fantastic. It's just like this. Just feels like a thing you have to do to like progress certain parts of the game. Um, I don't know. It, it's it sucks because I really like I, I like the two of the biggest components: the, the story, the character, well, th- story characters, whatever if you want to combine it in the one, and then the actual gameplay is fantastic. It's just everything you do in between those moments is boring as hell. Uh, and when you are, um, I don't have the time, obviously, like I used to, to play games. Um, and you know, I got I got a an hour, I got a couple hours every day to really sit down and play games, um, and that you know, the, the wasting it on that for basically a week of my gameplay time uh, kind of sucked. Uh, so I, I decided like if I and I was still some at work. I'm like if I was still single and I just played games like I used to, I would have forced my way through this game. And I, maybe maybe things would change later in the game, but. Right. Uh, I, I, as you know, things progress in my life, uh, I start to see more and more from people. Like you always hear, like people talk about, ah, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, and I, even I talk about, like I don't want to play 20, 30 hour game. But it's like when time is like gaming time is more valuable. You know, like when you talk people have kids and wives and blah blah blah, and it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I'm not gonna waste my time on like, a game that's a seven out of ten. Um, and this game is definitely like a six, seven out of ten, which is what everybody, which is what the reviews say, you know. And I was hope, so hoping that there was enough good in there to keep me playing it. Uh, but it's just like I'm not wasting my time on a game that, I, like, at this point in my life, I'm not going to waste my time on something like this. Um, and it sucks because I, there, like I said, there's a lot of parts in this game I like, um, but it's, it's not worth um, the investment to me at this point. So now I'm in like a weird. Um, uh, spot where like I don't know what to play now. Like I'm like should I should I jump into like some of these Switch games I picked up? Should I play Outer Wilds? Uh, Metro Exodus, which is like my most anticipated game of the year. I have that to play. I should probably just jump into that. Really, you I should. I, I mean, hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then it's like oh, fuck. Mario Maker comes out next week. I'm like goddamn. So uh, and then a few weeks after that we have Wolfenstein Youngblood. I'm like goddamn. 
Uh, so and then Madden. God damn. So fuck. There's never. There's no. There's no breaks. There's no breaks. Cables. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 Of course not. With what was like a summer drought now is actually starting to become a little bit more attractive in terms of game releases this year. It seems. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely slowing down. Um, it's not as crazy as the first few months were of the year. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it's 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 still a lot, especially with the backlog I have going on and I'm only adding shit to it. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, I'm still in this. I'm in this spot where like I've been trying to decide what to play next, and so I've been like watching TV shows instead of playing games because I don't know what to do. Uh, like I can't decide what to play, so I'm like, fuck, I'll watch. So I, I got I got stuck watching a uh, uh, Chernobyl, uh, the HBO uh, show. Oh, um, I see. Oh, it's so good, guys. Uh, I'm fascinated. Oh, yeah. What are you saying, Gables? Let me guess. Was this the thing that happened in 1984? That whole Chernobyl like incident. Yeah, nineteen eighty six. Power plant. Yep. Eighty six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in, in Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, I've always been fascinated by that. Like, I've watched multiple documentaries and YouTube videos about all the stuff that goes on with that. Dude. And so just it, that's just crazy, you know? Like a nuclear power plant that like it goes off and stuff, and that one place has not been touched since literally like the mid eighties. <laughs> well, there's actually like a cafe there, uh, nearby okay. there. Like, there's people that still work there to this day um, to to build the um, it was called the sarcophagus. Um, and so we're, we're going to go on a little bit of a tangent here about the Chernobyl. Like, I'm not, the, like, an expert at all. Like, I just watch a lot of stuff about it over the years. And um, so, like, they built the thing, like, really fast. And it only was supposed to last, like, 10 years, like, to cover it up. It's like, cause they can't stop it. It's just it's just there. And it's going to be thousands of years before we can do anything with it. Um, for it's very, very, oops, I hit my mic. Um, but uh, they built this, you know, sarcophagus over it to kind of hold all of the waste in. But it's slowly like eroding away that sarcophagus. So they built another one, a bigger one that's supposed to last a hundred years. Um, okay. But yeah, it's great. It's crazy to read about. Like, there's a cafe there now. Like, people that work there. Like, and it's actually like in certain areas around Chernobyl. Like, you can actually like it's it's not good. It's not great to live there, but it's not like awful to live there either. Um, like they said, like being there for a day is like basically getting an X-ray at the doctor's office. Like that's how much. Oh. Uh, uh, that you're going to take in, which isn't a lot. It's a very small amount. But, I mean, getting it every day might be great for you. But there's, yeah, like I said, there's a cafe there that people that work there. And, like, it's insane, like, me reading and watching about. Like, then there's, like, uh, to work on the roof of the place, uh, you're, people are only allowed to be there for five minutes a day. Oh. So they have, like, a line of weird. people that have to, like, go in there, work on the roof to, like, kind of close it up. And they go in there for five minutes, have to get the, get, get the, get the fuck out. And then the next guy goes in keeps going keeps going keeps going and that's how they get work done because there's if you, any longer you can die uh, or cause crazy health um issues so um yeah i've been watching that it's like a little mini series on hbo um so i've only watched the first few episodes but that's that's been like my week is watching uh the show and then also like oh that's so fascinating and then i go so i've been watching like documentaries about that and then also and show on youtube i i fascinated by that and then there's a uh, the one in japan that happened in like 2011 uh Fu- fukushima fukushima thank you um that's really fascinating too about what they had to do to like and it's actually like it's gonna be a lot it's not as nearly as bad as chernobyl um but it's it's crazy to hear about that stuff like i i just find that stuff fascinating um so yeah that's i don't know why we're talking about that on our video podcast, but that's what I've been doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a slow l- news week, everyone. It's a very slow news week, and I haven't played a lot of games. Uh, I've been really busy still uh, this week. Uh, so, but yeah, that's uh, it's been a while. But up to Gables, uh, what have you been playing? Well, let's see. Like about a week ago, I had a hankering to to play something on my Switch, and so what I did is I got, went to Walmart. They just redid their uh, like uh, electronics section, and so they have all their games. Conveniently now, they have them, like, open, like, their cases open before they had to finish their, like, remodeling of their store. And so I was able to pick up Captain Toe Treasure Tracker for the Switch. So I picked it up. Yes. And I started playing it, you know, throughout the week. I played through, I went through episode one completely. I actually collected everything from all three of those diamonds, went through, got the pixel toad, everything... And, you know, I got to the end of it, then all of a sudden it's like I go to episode two, and, you know, I decided, you know what, let's play a little bit further with this. So I go through episode two, I went through the entirety of that, collected everything, and now, currently, I'm at level four of episode three. And, man, 
I gotta say, it's like the puzzle stuff. They start out like nice and easy, and all of a sudden it kind of escalated itself until now it feels like I'm being fairly challenged with episode three <laughs> with some mm-hmm. of the content. It's like the first level you get at episode three, it's like you have to face off, you have to try to avoid these lava dragons while you're collecting everything, and it's like, ooh, okay, I'm gonna solve this puzzle with these with these dragons jumping up and down everywhere and like freaking rotating wheel platforms, and it's like, okay. But I gotta admit, man, the gameplay is so good. I played I played some on the Wii U. I finished episode one and thought that was the ending of the game. <laughs> but uh Man, I really am enjoying Captain Toad, honestly. It didn't... For, like, a $30 game with Switch, I mean, it's fascinating how much content, how much enjoyment you can actually get out of it. I went through, and uh, I actually wanted to collect everything inside of it. I also wanted to see where the little Pixel Toad characters are coming, like, coming from, like, where they are at in each map. And they can get pretty mischievous in terms of, like, disguises and stuff. Maybe one will be inside of a block. Maybe the other one will be behind a poster. Or uh, there was one that I had to use YouTube on because I could not find it for the life of me. Mm-hmm. And it was in episode. It was like in episode two. There was a level with involving these like ghosts inside of this sort of like haunted mansion, where I kept hearing where Pixel Toad was, but I could not find him. And I was on this platform, and it took me having to go to YouTube, where the dude literally was just, like, clicking around that particular dark spot where you can't see anything, and he ends up finding it. I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? He's inside (laughs) the entire dark of this platform. But other than that, though, it's been a relatively fun experience playing through it. I mean, the level design is fantastic. The puzzles... The puzzles start off easy, but they start becoming challenging towards the uh, end part of the game. I like the little... uh, I like the little switch in between between Toad and Toadette from episode 1 and episode 2. Because that kind of felt a little bit more refreshing where I'm not constantly with just with Captain Toad. So it was kind of cool to kind of get like a different perspective of things. Where it was just kind of the opposite where you have Captain Toad trying to rescue Toadette and stuff. And all of a sudden it's like Toadette has to try to rescue Captain Toad. (laughs) And then you're going back to the same things again. But, uh... Yeah, the puzzle design is just fantastic, honestly. I mean, you're going to have some... You have some that uh, require you to move different pul- different blocks and stuff with, like, the gamepad. Or if you played most of this game docked, which that's what I did. I played through the entirety of Episode 1 and 2 docked. You basically have to hold the, uh, the ZR button to move certain things. And, like, you have to try to use a little bit more of the analog sticks. You know, to try to make do from... Uh, the Wii U's gamepad-esque type of control that uh, you would use. I kind of liked how they had that option right there, but uh, when I took it undocked and started playing it last night, some of the uh, newer levels, it was like, okay, I had to adjust a little bit because I had to get the had to realize, oh, I gotta touch the screen here, here, <laughs> here, mm-hmm. in order for me to try to get this stuff going. And it was hilarious though because it's like I was just turning around the camera on this one course, and then I just started, uh, I started dying, like, <laughs> a couple of different times, because I kept missing these platform jumps. <laughs> Not the platform jumps, but I just kept missing, I kept missing going through, like, the stage, because, uh, I end up going towards a cliff, and then all of a sudden, it's like, I try to turn the camera angle to one end, and all of a sudden, I think I'm going through the other way, but I go too far, and then I drop down a pit. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just little stupid things like that that uh, that have popped up here and there, but it hasn't really deterred my enjoyment. I mean, hell, that was actually the first legitimate level in like uh, in episode three in like a long while. Where it's like, hey, I was actually dying consistently. You know, it was actually starting to get more challenging for me, and uh, yeah, I welcomed that. But uh, man, I gotta admit that game is pretty damn awesome. I mean, I played a bit of it on the Wii U. I'm enjoying it even more on the Switch. And down the road, I'm probably going to go forth and download the DLC for it. Because that is enjoyable. <laughs> that is probably one of the best games on the Switch. I forgot about the DLC. <laughs> oh, man. I told, I, I, I told you, Gables. I've been saying it for yeah. years. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to me. I'm the crazy guy <laughs> over here talking about how great Captain Toad is. It's one of the best Wii, Wii U games. I'm the crazy guy. I think Mario uh, and Rabbids is the best Switch game ever made. That's me. That's me. But I'm right. 
and y'all fuckers know. <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild is the sixth best game of 2017. Bam. Still, still think that to this day. Third best Switch game. Bam. I said it. Uh, let me guess. Behind Captain Toad and behind Mario Kart 8, right? Oh, oh on, no. On, on the Switch? No, it's behind Mario and Rabbids and uh, Mario Odyssey. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, my next... Not, if I don't include Wii U ports. If I include Wii U ports, maybe top 10. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, Captain Toad, that's the game I'm going to be finishing up afterwards. I am going to be starting on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night when that comes in the mail for me in the next like week and a half or so. But uh, I had been going back to play Street Fighter 3 Third Strike oh, nice. on uh, my PS4. I love that game, man. It's like... It's a game that I would see in magazines in my youth, and it was one of those games I played a lot on my PS2, back when they had their little anniversary collection discs and stuff. Basically, I had the Street Fighter anniversary collection on PS2 that included Street Fighter 2, the movie, and stuff like that. I remember that movie, particularly for one cut for one cutscene, and that was kind of like Notorious, where like it's this the shower scene with Chun Li, and you see like just like a snippet of her ass or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the most notorious things back then. From what watch that, that slow time. motion. Anyway, but uh, what was funny is I ended up. I just decided just to do two nights in a row where it's like, oh man, I don't want to. I don't really want to like. Uh, play any other games on my ps4 i'm just gonna pop in some uh street fighter 3 third strike from the uh my ps4 anniversary collection disc and it's like started playing it started playing as one of my favorite characters alex and stuff and you know what started off this first playthrough like on thursday like on wednesday night and it's like man i'm getting my ass kicked like, <laughs> like routinely because i'm still getting reacquainted with the controls and that i went through the entirety of the uh, arcade mode right with the last character gill which Honestly, he is probably one of the worst fighting characters, like, one of the worst end bosses to a fighting game that I've ever played. <sighs> Not the worst, but one of the worst. But uh, that's only because of his whole resurrection technique, where if, once you whittle down his life bar to zero, he if his super meter is charged up, he can actually go and use his resurrection technique where he follows up a full bar. That's always fun in a fighting game, especially when you have next to no life, which... That happened to me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I played through it once, and then, like, the next night, I decided to play it even more, and I started getting better in terms of facing off against some fighters, but on against the last person, against, like, that last character, Gil, I lost consistently to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm going to try something different right here. So what I end up doing is I end up trying to mix up my combos from, like, my light attacks were hitting faster, obviously, for inside... Uh, yeah, I basically, up until that point, was trying to use a bunch of, like, uh, some light moves, but, like, more or less my medium and heavy techniques to see if I can whittle down his life his life bar quicker. But I just found out just relatively quick that, no, this dude is just going to go forth and just try to spam a lot of these grabs, a lot of these freaking projectiles, a lot of these freaking, like, aerial attacks. So what am I going to do? I'm going to do some of the same kind of movements that he's doing. And so what I do is I mixed up my light and like, uh, light punches and light kicks while in the air, and then I alternated it between, like, my medium kicks and my medium punches and stuff, do this quarter circle turn and stuff with the, uh, my, the punch button to do, like, this boomerang kind of, like, uh, shot. The thing about, uh, Alex, in general, from Street Fighter Three is he has an attack, he has a special attack called the boomerang raid, where when you do, like, two quarter circles to a specific direction, he goes into, like, say, a like five to six punch combination and then he gets in close grabs the opponent and just german suplexes him <laughs> that's one of the reasons why i like playing the grapple characters because they are usually like inspired by wrestlers and i absolutely love <laughs> i absolutely love it when like uh, characters like say like zangief or like alex or like but they're just slow kind of grapplers and stuff like that but they're just more inspired by professional wrestling even like in Skull Wolf, like Skull Girls or something like that, you have characters like Beowulf and stuff, where like he uses like a chair to attack and this and that. But uh, oh boy, I don't know what it is. It's like it's like when it comes to certain games, you that you generally tend to go back to to play and just enjoy yourself and stuff. That's kind of the same thing with me in Street Fighter Three, because 
As a teenager, I absolutely just loved playing fighting games. I loved playing Street Fighter. I played bits of, like, uh, Tekken here and there. Oh, man, especially when Tekken uh, 6 came out. Yeah, I pretty much completed that game from top to bottom. Even though the arcade modes... Even though, like, the story modes sucked. Anyway. <laughs> but other than that, though, that's pretty much what I've been playing. Cool. Um... Well, like Gable said at the top of the show, it's kind of a slow news week, which we're used to by with E3. Um, you know, you get a shit ton of news and then you get nothing for a few weeks um, or very little. Um, <clears throat> so we have a couple, you know, a few smaller topics, but the big one, and we've done this in a long time. This is always my favorite one to do every month. It is mm-hmm. the NPDs of May. So we haven't done this one in a little while. Uh, but we're going to go through the top 20 uh, purchase games for May, uh, so last month. So, uh, number 20 was Yoshi's Crafted World. 19 okay. was uh, Team Sonic Racing. 18, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 17, Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, 16, Breath of the Wild. 15, Spider-Man. Uh, 14, Mario, Super Mario Bros. Deluxe. Um, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, sorry. Uh, 13, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. 12, Division 2. 11, Mario Kart 8. 10, NBA 2K19. 9, Minecraft Eight MLB the Show, seven Red Dead Redemption Two, six Mar- uh, Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate, five GTA Five, four Rage Two, um, three is Total War Three Kingdoms, two is Days Gone, and number one is Mortal Kombat Eleven. Um, oh boy! So um, some of the news came out with this is like the one of the slowest uh, months for game sales uh, in May since like 1998. I want to say. Um, well, like over twenty years, interesting. Yeah, and um, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a lot of us chalked up, but like everything was down. Software sales, everything was down. Um, but uh, it, I mean, you look at May. May is usually like it's kind of a eh, month for big games. You don't, see, I mean, more recently, yeah. Stuff, but uh, um, I mean, look this month uh, or look at May. I think Total War and Rage Two were like the only two big games that came out that month. Uh, Mortal Kombat yeah. Eleven came out in April. Uh, as the days gone, but days gone came out, I think like the 26th or something. So it was like the last week, I think of April. Yeah. So May was pretty much like a month where it was just wedged between a couple different releases. You had days gone like in April and then like, uh, uh what was the other game you just mentioned? Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Mortal Kombat 11 in April. Thank you. Yeah. And then you have this, this month here of June where you have like games like super, like super Mario maker two. We had like, uh, I think there was another big game that released this month too. In June? Yeah, I think so. Was it really? I'm not sure. I'm just trying to remember because I thought there was something else that released. Well, Bloodstain releases this month, but I don't think it was like. Yeah, that's not gonna be. A, that's probably not gonna be a char- uh, charter. Um, no, because some of the lot of games don't, they don't include digital sales. Um, right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I, hmm. I can't think of anything. Um, nah. I don't know. I just, I just kind of look at this, though. It's kind of surprised. Uh, I mean, see, uh, you know, Craft of World so far down already. Uh, but it came out. When, when did that come out? Was that March? That was March. There it was. Yeah. Uh, came out the day I moved into this apartment. Remember that now. Uh, remember <laughs> being exhausted after moving all day and going, because uh, I hadn't changed my address yet, uh, going to my parents' house at like 10 o'clock at night to go grab it off the off the front porch uh, <laughs> to come home and play it uh, for a little bit. Um but yeah, seeing that drop down number twenty, uh, kind of a, kind of a bummer. Uh, but I think I, what really sticks out to me is Division Two being number twelve. Um, that came out. It's been it's been out for like four months now. But uh, the figure Division probably would be one of the biggest selling games of the year um, in two thousand nineteen. And to see that it's already dropped below games like Minecraft, NBA Two K, Mario Kart Eight, uh, GTA Five. Uh, some of these games have been on the market for a long time. Mario Kart Eight for Two oh years. My God. Um, over um, two years. Unless you like. Well, yeah, I think it's like getting close to about the two year mark, isn't it? Yeah, for <laughs> Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out in April, I remember, of yeah. uh, 2017. So, yeah, it's kind of stunning to see how far that dropped already. I'm sure it's still selling super well overall, but a little, uh, a little surprised by that. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 being, I think it's the most sold, it's the highest selling of games that come out in 2019. It's, it's leading the, the year in sales. Uh, which shocks wow. me. Uh, I, I wonder how much that has to do with the Switch. I'd love to see the Switch, the Switch numbers on that game. Um, and then Days Gone be number two. 
two months. Or, uh, I believe it was number two last month. I think the top two stayed the same. Mortal Kombat 11 being one, Days Gone being two. Uh, yeah. April. So I'm surprised by that the game came out to mediocre reception, and um, to see it, and it's a PS4 exclusive. So uh, and Rage Two number four is a little, a little surprising. Uh, GTA Five though number five. What the hell, guys? We, we remember. Remember, we were talking a few months ago about. I remember, like GTA Five, like um, dropped down to like sixteen or seventeen, and we're like, we are so close, guys, to this game being on the top twenty, and now it's in the top five. It's I jumped- think I understand why it's up that far, and that's because of price reductions for that game. Holy shit! The price reductions for GTA Five being like twenty dollars and below for the PS4 and Xbox One has actually skyrocketed that game back up in the top five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then it's funny. Yeah, it's nuts, and also the fact that Red Dead Redemption Two is number seven. GTA Five is still out is outselling Red Dead Redemption Two. The game that came on October. That's hilarious. It's supposed to be the game of the generation. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to knock Red Dead Redemption Two, but it's shocking to see that. GTA Five is probably the most the highest selling game of of this generation, and it was it was a last gen game. So yeah, it was a last gen game. It's from like 2013 all the way up till about now, and it's still consistently it's on the top 20 selling list. Yeah, it's I mean, it's consistently that's just a testament of the game itself, you know. Yeah, and Smash Bros. Ultimate number six. Look at that outsold uh, Red Dead number two. So that's cool. Um, no, no, Gables, anything you want to add on that? Well, honestly, not too much other than the fact that it's kind of funny. And GTA Five is back up in the top five, and like Rainbow Six Siege, you know that's still up there. You know that's that's interesting after it's like a relaunch and stuff, and then having like a whole bunch of like enjoyable elements of it. But uh, other than that, though, I don't have really too much more to add. Okay. Um, yeah. So kind of, kind of it's a weird month overall, though, with uh, with everything going on. Uh, but May was pretty down month, so it's one of those. It's, it's Pretty much, you look at like a toss-up month, maybe I guess, um, where anything can happen. Uh, but uh, moving on to our next topic here, uh, so I, I'm just calling this. Uh, I put it in our show notes as "can't catch them all." So, Gables, I'm gonna let you pretty much take this away. But they, Nintendo did announce, or uh, Pokemon Company did announce that uh, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, you will not be able to catch every Pokemon. So, take it away. All right. So initially, after the Nintendo Direct back in E3. There was a Treehouse Live, which involved very first thing being the Pokemon Sword and Steel, Pokemon Sword and Shield gameplay, and so during the interview with uh, Junichi Matsuda, one of the uh, designers, creators, and stuff for this game, and uh, one of the lead guys over at Game Freak, he pretty much like said he pretty much stated that you would be able to basically catch. Pokemon like in the Galar region do this and do that and stuff but when it comes to say transferring some of your old Pokemon from like say Pokemon Home to the new games it the only Pokemon you can transfer from Pokemon Home to Sword and Shield are the ones that are only inside of the Galar Pokedex so when he said that and later doubled down on that saying the reasoning behind that is because they have now over 800 different Pokemon. They want to go through. They pretty much don't want to do the extra work in terms of like... This is pretty much my opinion though. Pretty much they don't want to go through like the extra work and stuff of... Uh, re, pretty much using every single animation. Like from the character sprites and stuff for these upcoming games. Because of time constraints and this and that. But... Uh, yeah, after that announcement was made, the Treehouse Live, I was reading things on, like, I was reading the news things on uh, Twitter the day of, and I'm thinking, okay, why is Sword and Shield trending? And all of a sudden, I see the whole backlash for all these longtime Pokemon fans that buy the games squarely to pretty much catch them all. Or, you know, just basically being completely upset. Which, to be perfectly honest with you, I understand completely how a lot of long-term Pokemon fans feel in regards to that, because let's say since Generation 3, you've been able to transfer your Pokemon from one generation to the next. So back when... 2003, 2004, back when... uh, Back when Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald were still a thing, you know, brand new, you were able to transfer those Pokemon up to the next generation, and... 
from then on, you know, transfer them again to the other generation and so on and so forth. And so there are people that are angry at Game Freak and at uh, Pokemon Company in general for this announcement because they're concerned that a lot of the Pokemon that they have played or have had for years will not be able to be transferred onto Sword and Shield so that they can go through and play through on the Switch versions of these uh, Pokemon games and, you know, able to enjoy some of the past creatures that they've uh, caught and this and that. At the same time, though, here's the thing about it. With Pokemon Home, it kind of works kind of similar to Pokemon Bank, where it's kind of like a one-way transfer. So you can quintessentially transfer all these different Pokemon to, say, Pokemon Home, but you can't send them back. And so... Another issue that people are running across, like, say if they gone through and they uh, have a bunch of Pokemon from, say, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee or Pokemon, like, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, not being able to transfer them to the Galar region for Pokemon Sword and Shield because of uh, the whole limitation aspect and stuff, yeah, quintessentially, it's caused quite a stir in the Pokemon community in its entirety. I mean, personally, I can understand why Game Freak would go in that direction where they want to just focus on just the Galar region Pokedex in general. Because, obviously, the main intent is to showcase the new creatures that are inside this game, introduce new elements, and also continue on with what's made their game popular to begin with. And quintessentially, that's going out inside of this new world as a new trainer, catching different creatures and stuff battling, playing, collecting, and then trading. At the same time, though, I feel upset about this decision that was made by Game Freak because in and of itself, it's defeating the core element of what makes the Pokemon games the Pokemon games. Because when that franchise was introduced, it was with the moniker Gotta Catch Em All, which... Case in point, this is going to be like the first Pokemon games coming out where you technically cannot catch them all because it's only limited to maybe four, maybe 500 like creatures in general. <laughs> so needless to say, it is definitely like a, a kick in the ass or something like that, that even with games like Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, you were able to transfer your like every single like Pokemon you had from previous gens onto it. It may not have registered every single one of them to the Pokedex, which I ended up finding out firsthand when I completed the Ultra Sun Pokedex earlier on this year. But <sighs> I'm also kind of having the feelings where you know, I still do want to play Pokemon Sword and Shield. And it's not because of, like, say, the whole collecting aspects or something like that. No, it's more or less because of what I get out of playing the Pokemon games in general. What I most enjoy about them is going through the adventure, going through finding different creatures in order to experiment and go through the game my own way. And if that means collecting different creatures in certain parts where I would have, like, gone the opposite in a previous playthrough, I'll do that and see if I can find, like, a different type of element to better enjoy myself. The whole collecting aspect for me was kind of subsidiary. That was something, the last thing I would do, like, right after I've enjoyed, like, the story mode and, like, the different experiments and stuff like that. But, uh, honestly, Tyler, how would you feel, like, about that, where if you're a Pokemon fan that's been playing for years and stuff, you have all these creatures, say, like, you had... Maybe, like, case in point, like, say you had, like, a couple friends or something trade you creatures and stuff, and you kept them with them all these years and stuff, and then all of a sudden, they're not included in the new Pokemon games, because they're not inside of the Pokedex. Like, how would you feel roughly about that, you know? Um, so, it, I'll say this about it. It's definitely, like, I, I get, like, bouncing and everything. That's, that's incredibly hard, I'm sure, especially with over 800 at this point. Um, but they're adding so little, at this, so few at this point that maybe it should be a little easier. I don't know. I'm not a game designer, but uh, I look at it like this for me personally. That's someone I talk about a lot. Like I love the first gen, gen one, gen yeah. two. Dabble a little bit in the other gens, um, but uh, it, it's definitely taken it from like this is a game that I was like excited for. It's, but like I, I talk about like I still have reservations about like I know how I am with Pokemon games. Like I get fucking like 
can't wait to play them and I jump into them and I to like 15 hours I, I just I quit playing them uh, it's taken me from like I'm excited for it to like but all those reservations to now I'm like I I, I mean I, I don't know how many is going to be there guaranteed for for like you know those Pokemon how many of them are going to be in there but um they haven't stated yet. Yeah. I mean, the whole Pokedex stuff hasn't really been revealed yet of who's going to be in, who's not. But at the same time, we're getting a bunch of new creatures. They've mm-hmm. showcased, like, two new ones, like, at the Nintendo Direct, the last one. I think... No, wait, wait, no, no, no. It was actually during the Treehouse gameplay yeah. where you have the Electric Corgi. <laughs> Never mind. Day one by. I forgot about the Electric Corgi. <laughs> Wooloo! How did I forget about Wooloo? Oh yeah, the Wooly the sheep. That that's that was a funny meme going around. Yeah, it's so it's, oh, it's never stopping. I don't want it to stop. Um, it's like the seal from Sun Sun and Moon. Oh, I love the animated GIF of like Wooly and stuff like that. That uh, yeah, the Simpsons are like they go through, they see Marie, it's like oh, and all of a sudden <laughs> they see Wooly, it's like oh, and all of a sudden Marie tries to go in front of him, and Homer just shoots him like like move you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it, I have a feeling they're not going to tell us. They're going to tell us a lot of the Pokemon that are in it, but they're not going to tell us who's not in it. And I don't think we're yeah. going to find out until the game comes out. So I feel yeah. like for me personally, this is a game I'm going to wait. Um, like uh, this one from like a game I was going to buy at, probably at day one, with knowing my reservations. Um, despite the fact there's six thousand awesome games coming out in November, like every game I've ever won in my entire life is coming out in November. Um, God, fuck it. I'm getting mad again. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> You're getting mad about why? all these game releases all at once where you had to spend like $300 just to keep up. I've already pre-ordered them all. They're already, they're already bought. I just don't know how I'm going to play them all. <laughs> I, just just... See Tyler, I just see you on game, like on the freaking day of those games releases, just like all all of them around your chair. You're like, what to play, what to play. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> just God. freaking out. God damn it. God damn it. I, that's going to be me. I'm going to, I'm yeah. Oh, my God. Star Wars... <laughs> Fucking then, you, oh, then your freaking girlfriend's gonna come in. It's like Tyler, calm down. Here, here's your plastic bag. Okay. <sighs> oh god, <laughs> that's not helping. It's got like fifty like paper bags with the holes blown through them. <laughs> oh man, I'm, I'm I uh, it's a I'm so excited for November, but dreading November at the same time. Oh my gosh. Well, you know what though? Even with the Pokemon games and that little news announcement, it hasn't really deterred. It hasn't really deterred me from want, not wanting to play them, you know? It's like, I want to play Sword and Shield when they come out. I mean, that's just me. I, as my, In my personal opinion, even though it sucks that not all the Pokemon are going to be inside, like, be able to be transferred to that Sword and Shield from Pokemon Bank, but I want to still play because the world looks interesting, there's new mechanics, there's... No Z moves or no Mega Evolution stuff, which kind of, like, complicated things inside of the competitive Pokemon scene as well. But uh, I just want to see... I just want to play a good Pokemon game on my Switch. That's basically what I want to play. And this is enough interest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I definitely... I, I, if I was a huge Pokemon fan, I'd still be buying this day one, for sure. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Uh, for me, like as a casual, uh, I don't, don't want to say casual, but somewhere between casual and a uh, big fan uh, of these games, um, it's just kind of, you know, eh, I've lost some interest in it quite a bit. It's gonna be like a, it's gonna wait and see approach now for me. Uh, but like I said, I have, I have plenty of stuff to play in November, so it's not like I'm gonna be uh, bored. Um, yeah. But moving on to our next topic, this is uh, also dealing with Nintendo. Uh, so. If, E.G. Anonuma. Aonuma. A.G. Aonuma. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he could be a Pokemon for all I know. Um, the way that, anyways. Uh, so he did an uh, interview with Kotaku, and they talked about uh, Breath of the Wild 2. So the reason why Breath of the Wild 2 is actually happening is that they had too many ideas for new DLC. So initially they were coming up with ideas for uh, more DLC for Breath of the Wild, which awesome, cool. And then it's so much stuff happened. It's so big that they decided to just make Breath of the Wild 2, essentially. Um, and that a lot of mm-hmm. developers of Nintendo are, are have been inspired by uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. So, um, cool. 
I'm excited for that. If, if, if I'm Interesting. Sure. Yeah. If I hear the if I hear one time in, the, in this goddamn game that riding on the horse song, I'm gonna fucking scream though. I'll tell you that right now. Here, riding on my horse, I'm gonna fucking scream. That's all I'm thinking about now. Whenever I hear about Regenerators too, because that goddamn YouTube video. God, it's the worst. Um, fuck, I don't know how we got to that. I'm. I I, I realize um, as we're recording, it's ten o'clock at night on Friday night. Mm. I haven't ate today, and uh, I've been drinking uh, uh, New Belgium's uh, Ranger IPA, which is like 9% alcohol per beer. Okay. I've had two, and I'm a little buzz. <laughs> not going to lie. I'm not going to lie, guys. A little buzzed. Um, I'll tell you what, though. In terms of, this, uh, in terms of the uh, Aonuma interview from uh, Kotaku... Honestly, it really doesn't surprise me that they had so many ideas in regards to what they wanted to include in with Breath of the Wild. Even with their DLC, that DLC was quality, just jam-packed with excellent stuff. From like the the, the backstories with the different characters to like the whole whole dungeon stuff where you pretty well, yeah. Basically, there was just what I'm trying to get is there was a bunch of awesome content in it. I still need to finish that content. I mean, freaking a man, I love. Breath of the Wild, but if I go back to it now, I am going to quite literally sink another probably 50 hours into it. I can feel it. I know for a fact that's going to happen. But I wanted to try to bring a little light on like some of the critiques and concerns of, like say, the, the Breath of the Wild sequel. And more or less, it's because of, like, maybe some, like, younger gamers or some probably don't understand, like, why would they go the route of, say, like, a uh, sequel as opposed to, like, say, a full-on different Zelda game? Well, here's the thing, guys. Like, back in the day when game developers would uh, go forth and release certain games, they would actually keep their same game engines that they've made for, like, maybe four or five years or some and just try to make another game on top, you know, on top using the same engine. Like, case in point. When Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time came out, and that was a huge success, Miyamoto, like, uh, notoriously challenged the Zelda development team, including Eiji Aonuma, to basically make a Zelda game in a year's time. Like, another Zelda game in a year's time. And what they basically did was use the engine from Ocarina of Time, and they included, a, like, a gimmick of the three-day mechanic, day, you know, the three-day, like, a day-night mechanic, in order to make this entirely new Zelda game, and quite honestly, it's one of the best Zelda games because of that, because it improved on things Ocarina of Time didn't have the time, at the time, and it included some, like, darker tones, which, honestly, I'm getting kind of the same type of vibes from this whole reveal of the sequel for Breath of the Wild, like, darker tones and stuff like that, but uh, also the gameplay was, like, the whole element and fear, not that whole element of atmospheric type of thing in Majora's Mask was completely different almost in terms of like scope like scope and scale as compared to say Ocarina of Time. At the same time, you know, for Breath of the Wild 2, I mean I can understand some people's complaints and say, oh, you know, they with the Zelda games and stuff, they pretty much go forth and like they create like different Zelda games each time, you know, new engines, new this and new that. But how I'm seeing it is, like, the development team, they created that engine. They took, like, about five years to make this thing for Breath of the Wild. They had to pretty much... They pretty much had to (laughs) work incredibly hard to make sure things were tweaked, make sure things were perfected, in order to not only have things ready for, like, the, the Wii U's release, like, that copy's release and stuff, but also the Switch's release. But... What I'm saying is, this could be potentially a better game than Breath of the Wild. It definitely has that potential. From the initial trailer, I could feel like there's possibly some more darker tones that could be underlied, especially from the initial trailer where you just see, like, what looks like Ganon's corpse or something being reanimated, and all of a sudden you have, like, this dark matter just spewing up from the Hyrule Castle. It just makes me more excited just to see more in terms of maybe, you know, the possibilities. Maybe... Link isn't a playable character. Maybe it's Zelda that's a playable character. I mean, that's been tossed around quite a bit because there are some people that kind of want that. <laughs> I feel like we're forgetting something here. Really? What if Tingle is a playable character? Oh, God. 
Oh god, that'd be like the biggest swerve in Zelda history. You Ding go forth, dong. you start, <laughs> you start going forth, and instead of like like <laughs> Ganon being resurrected, it's freaking Tingle that's being resurrected. Yes. <laughs> Dude, what if the red balloon is what makes the Hyrule Castle float? <laughs> A bunch of the freaking <laughs> just saying, man. No one thought of that. I did that. Like Kalukala Lumpa. All of a sudden, you just see the castle just fly away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Or, or even better yet, it's stuff. It's like, it's like a couple hours in the journey, and they just pull a complete like Metal Gear Solid Two thing, where it's like you have oh, like no. playable, and it's like in a certain scenario. All of a sudden, it's like it just switches the tingle in a cutscene after his Link gets captured or some shit. And it's like, well, <laughs> here you go. Now you're playing as Tingle, the thirty year old person that still believes in fairies. Yes, I'm in one hundred percent. Could you just see the backlash on places like so, like N4G and for Reddit? Just as soon as people get that game, and there's absolutely no footage of this particular, it's just like the first couple hours of game just like be looped over and over by Nintendo, showcasing this and that. And when people buy it and get it home, you know all these embargoes of reviewers. I could just see something like that actually happening, right? Where all these embargoes on viewers, you do not say this section is up. Gamers gonna find out on game day. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, they just go stream as, like, the third hour hits, and they pass that one part where Link gets captured, and he's like, you have Tingle just, like, floating up into, like, floating up in the scene. Well, it's my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely just pay money just to see gamers just lose their shit because of how irate. It's like, what the fuck? What is this? It's not Link. Where's my Link? <laughs> I'm in. Is he dead? Am I transformed into this dude? It's like... <laughs> And his main attack is to try just to evade guardians with his fucking balloon, and they're like laser beams, and just trying to do this and do that. And so you just have Tingle's like, wow, what? What? Just have his balloon being popped over and over. Like, say for example, he just goes over a lake, tries to collect like uh, a little bits. Like, say he's trying to get to like a, one of those dungeons, right? In the over, like the overworld of Breath of the Wild. You know how that was. And all of a sudden, you just see like a guardian just like shoot a laser beam, just targeting on him, just like do that. And all of a sudden, you just see him flying like just. Like, just, like, screaming all the way down until he hits, like, one of the freaking dungeon doors. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes up and he just looks around it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> He just has to, re- like, inflate his balloon or something. <laughs> you know, Gables? Oh, my God. I was just trying to make a stupid joke, but you completely sold me on this game. <laughs> Dude, I'm just... Oh my god. I just started thinking of Metal Gear Solid while just talking about the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And it's like, oh my god, the two things hit. And you bring up the fucking thing about Tingle. I'm yes. like, well, <laughs> this is going to be a t- like a freaking like a, like a, t- <laughs> a Tingle Gear Solid so type of episode. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> well, this, oh my gosh. This it's is... so it's so dumb, but it's fucking amazing in its own. Point. Oh my god, everything about this is dumb. I but oh man, I'm in. This is. I can just see. I can just see like freaking gaming reports like from YouTubers like, oh Nintendo does the biggest troll of all time with the new Zelda game, and it's just like a big old like thumbnail of just like Tingle or something like that with his face smushed against the screen. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's just like like Lion King 1.5, but it's, it's oh. Breath of the Wild 1.5 from Tingle's perspective? Oh. I'm in. Oh no! I'm in. <laughs> you just see him in the corner, just like drawing out some maps, and he just sees Link going through, just floating in somewhere, and all of a sudden you just see Link just getting bombarded with fucking like boulders or some shit. I can't wait. It's like, oh, I gotta save him. <laughs> oh man, I am in. Oh, let's. Or better yet, Nintendo. It's like, oh my god. Or better yet, it's like he just is floating up, like tingles, like flying, like. Like minding his own business, and all of a sudden you just see Link right down there on the ground, just using that magnetism thing in order to float these big old his platform. He's standing out, like just trying to fly all the way through the air or something like that into the next area. So you just see Link finally finishing up, and he just launches himself through the air with this big old metal platform that he just got through setting. And all of a sudden he just barely he just clips Tingle's balloon <laughs> as he goes on the way by, like, ah! <laughs> right into the fucking lake. Oh man. <laughs> Please, please, please. Weekend at Tingles. Anyway, <laughs> that should be like the that should be the sequel, man. It's like if it's like a Lion King one point five. It's like a Breath of the Wild one point five. It's like Weekend at Tingles. <laughs> please, 
please, Nintendo. Just give me this game. Just cancel Breath of the Wild 2. Give me Weekend at Tingles. That should be the episode. That's the episode title. I'm typing it now. The name of this episode is like Zelda 1.5 Weekend at Tingles. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes. (laughs) We have peaked, guys. (laughs) The show has peaked. Oh my god. And we thought that the freaking Kerbo, like, last thing was a peak right there. Yeah, Kerbo. I forgot about first... Oh my god, Kerbo's first blood. Dude, if it was Kerbo's first blood, it was the whole, like, freaking... Like, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and the Mortal Kombat DLC shit. (laughs) (laughs) And now it's fucking Tingle being a surprise twist in the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, this show's so dumb. <laughs> but I love it. But it's, but it's some good shit. It's good. <laughs> it just, oh my god. And here oh. we were thinking this was going to be a, a boring show. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing we've ever done. Weekend at Tingles. <laughs> oh my god, Weekend at <laughs> Fucking Weekend at Tingles. I can just see you just going to sleep tonight. All of a sudden you're, just, you're dreaming you're playing Breath of the Wild. And all of a sudden you just see like like Tingle out in the corner right there just staring at you and just coming closer. It's like... I made you a map. <laughs> <laughs> could could Breath of the Wild two be the the greatest game of all time and also the most disappointing game of all time? It does have two. Is that a thing? Like that? <laughs> oh shit! My neck's getting sore. <laughs> my jaw hurts from laughing. Oh <laughs> oh boy. Oh god, I. I think that should do it right there. Yeah. I, I want it. Let's end it right here because that I can't top that. Yeah. <laughs> we can end single everybody. Oh man, what would be the song he listens to on his headset that makes him keep floating? Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, could you just imagine just like just pure like. Uh, pure like uh just adventurous type of thing you know tingles just flying by running up his maps and on his headphones that he's listening to he's just he's just listening to a bunch of just hardcore gangster rap or some <laughs> shit i was yeah he's just fucking listening to the fucking tupac he's like fucking listening to tupac and he's all like just happily drawing his map and it's like come with me hail mary run quick see he's just like smug greeting ear to ear <laughs> You know, I always thought Tingle was more of a Chumbo Wumba fan, but little did we know he was a hardcore rap, gangster rap guy. Because <laughs> you know about that Tingle, man. He's cold-blooded. Oh, ooh, baby, he likes it raw. Oh, man. Oh, boy. We're dumb. This is so dumb. <laughs> Oh my god, the, it's, this is a freaking epic Legend of Zelda rant. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I don't have anything to add now. I was going to have like a serious discussion about what's worth a while too, but fuck it. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Oh. Uh, weekend of Tingles. <laughs> I just like I'm just picturing him with headphones on and his balloon floating around and watch those freaking dark shaded glasses on as well <laughs> like fucking Weekend at Birdies or something like that but no no could you just imagine just the premise of this Link like accidentally killing Tingle and all oh, of a no! it's like like <laughs> just accidentally killing him and just like just trying to spruce up his corpse the glasses and the freaking thing it's like hey look Zelda he's alive look dude he's just swaying oh, his arms around that would be great if Zelda <laughs> If Zelda and Link were like, like they kill Tingle, and he's like the mayor of like Hyrule or something, and they have to like, oh, pre- no. like they're the two that pretend they're still alive the whole time. <laughs> That's the whole game. <laughs> he just straps into freaking like this horse or something like that. And he just buys his flail like. <laughs> I figured it out, Gables. I figured it out. That's yeah. why they went into the tomb to look for Ganon because they killed oh, Tingle, no. and they're gonna figure oh, out no. they're gonna like they, Ganon's souls down here. We can bring him back to life. We figured that out. We can bring Tingle back to life. That's the game. That's the story. We figured it out. That's the whole game. Like, bring back Ganon, save the world by bringing back Tingle. That's the whole game. Oh man, God, yes, give me this game. Please, please, I will. You can kill me as soon as I finish the game. Just let me let me have this. Let me die. That's a playing oh weekend at singles. Oh boy. But yeah, 
Wow, Gables. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> the fuck just happened there for the last 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, we're going to wrap this up. Because uh, yeah. there's, no, there's no, we can't come back from that. We're um, fucking exhausted, and Tyler's a little bit drunk. So this is gonna. Yeah. This was definitely a recipe for amazing. Yeah, like awesome stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was good. That was good. That was good. We needed that. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I've been your host, I've been Tyler. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, uh, Junk Dressers Podcast. Like and join us on there on Twitter at Junk Dressers Pod. Follow us on there on iTunes, Junk Dressers Podcast. You give us a five star review. Subscribe. Leave us a little comment. Appreciate if you did that. Uh, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Check him out over there. Follow him out. Follow him, please. Send for requests, um, please, as well. And then also on Spotify, you can follow us on there. Or subscribe. It's one or two. I appreciate it's follow. Um, and if there's a review system, um, please review us. Give us the highest number you can possibly give us. Excuse me. And then also on oh, YouTube, uh, Junk Dash Nerds. Subscribe, please. Give us a big thumbs up and leave us a comment on, the, on our shows. I really appreciate it if you check us out in all those places. Tell a friend. Once again, I've been your host, Alex Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable. So until next week, everyone, have yourself a good week. Play some fun games. And most importantly of all, Weekend of Tingles. Weekend of Tingles. Good night, everybody. Bye, guys. (laughs) See ya.